I'm the last new now. We're reading a set of rewinding back. Back to the Sunday Rewind with Tom and Mike on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Former voice of the Lincoln Stars, Mike Melby there. I'm Tom Stevens. I used to be on these airwaves all the time. Just do the Sunday show. And I'm kind of enjoying just recapping the week of Husker sports, Nebraska baseball, with a big weekend. As we mentioned, their first non-conference road sweep since 2005 after a 9-3 win today. They get 29 runs in the sweep of South Alabama after struggling on the road at San Diego. Baseball looking up, and the guy we bring in to talk about it, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Hi, Evan. How are you? Hey, guys. Happy Sunday. Doing well. Yeah. Well, good weekend for Husker baseball. What was different, in your opinion, this weekend from last weekend? Well, you know, I think the bullpen probably was the big difference. Uh, you know, the, the sticks certainly are going to get the headlines, uh, and rightfully so, but they were hitting in San Diego last weekend, too. The big difference when you look back on, on what went wrong that opening weekend, I mean, they were within a run one way or the other into the eighth inning or, or I guess, on, on Monday into the seventh inning uh, every time. And the bullpen gave it away with three passes and, and wild pitches and all these different things. And that just wasn't the case this weekend. We saw it again today when you know Michael Garza goes six scoreless in relief to finish that thing out. Um, Shea Shanneman looked better. Kyle Perry got his first collegiate save as a fifth-year guy in the opener. So they just have found some arms that they can trust. Jalen Worthley, uh, the freshman out of Lincoln East, uh, has delivered twice now in high-leverage situations. So I think that's, you know, it's interesting because preseason – it felt like that was the depth and, and maybe the strength of this team. Uh, we didn't see it in the opening weekend, but I think, uh, you know, obviously baseball's a long season. It's a marathon. I think they showed some of their potential in the second week. Um, but just as encouraging, big picture, um, to me the question mark coming into the season was the offense and what that would look like. And through two weekends with what we've seen from Dylan Carey and Max Anderson and Josh Karen with a couple home runs today and Bryce Matthews, and you can go on and on, uh, it was really encouraging. And so suddenly what looked like a pretty depressing start to the season, uh, you know, it has hope all of a sudden. And now you go into Minneapolis with some major <clears throat> opportunities uh, against some top-end SEC foes, and things are going to get really interesting. That's the our Evan Bland from the Omaha World-Herald joining us here on the Husker Rewind. Evan, did Michael Garza make a case to possibly become a, a Sunday guy, a, a weekend starter? Because it's kind of up in the air. I mean, the, the, the starters had solid performances out in San Diego, but I, I don't think that, that the, the Sunday starting job is kind of locked down right now. Did Garza maybe put a foot forward there? Yeah, I think that's a fair question. I mean, he, he, Caleb Clark was somebody who really impressed coaches in the offseason. True freshman, uh, has maturity behind his age. I, I think the, the way that the coaches often described his approach was that everything he did was with intention and um, just, just just this focus that's unusual when you're talking about an 18 or a 19 year old. But um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good problem to have. I mean, Michael Garza was a guy at Incarnate Word who, once upon a time, was a Friday starter for them. So it's not like it would be outlandish to move him into that spot and, and see what Caleb Clark could do, maybe as a as a midweek guy or or himself as a long relief possibility. Um, so it, I don't know what they'll do. I mean, because you look at next weekend and you feel pretty good about uh, starting Emmett Olsen, I would imagine, Friday against um, Vanderbilt. 
But then, you know, what do you do? Because you, you play Hawaii on Saturday, which isn't quite up to the, the caliber of their other opponents. And then you have Ole Miss on Sunday, the defending CWS champs. So do you, you know, do, do you put Garza in that role? Do you shuffle things around a little bit? Maybe feel like Kaminska, uh, you know, against that opponent would be the way to go. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they shake it out. I think it's a good problem, right, that you have somebody who's performed that well, and, and it was six scoreless today for Garza, uh, to merit that consideration. So yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know what they'll do. I think the, the lack of another midweek uh, this week really allows them to set their arms intentionally um, before they come back to Haymarket Park and you open with Northern Colorado and Mike Anderson, and, and we'll see what they do there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Garza's definitely pitched his way into the circle of trust, and uh, they're going to find some high-leverage spots for him, whether that's as a starter or in relief, I think, remains to be seen. Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald covers Nebraska baseball and Nebraska football. Uh, those first two games, they struggled a little bit offensively against San Diego, which we know now is probably a pretty good team, but since then – uh, going into today's game, 19 extra base hits. They had four home runs or home runs in four straight games. They get four more today. Do you think this is something that will continue for this team? Is this something they knew about this team going in that it would hit for power? Uh, to an extent. You know, I don't think, and, and I wrote about this before the season, but they, they are not going all in on power in the way that you see some programs doing in college baseball where um you know five six years ago it used to be that if you cracked 100 home runs in a season like you were up there historically with some of the better teams and i think last year um you know boy 20 maybe more teams reached that threshold so it, it's for whatever reason home runs are way up and, and maybe that's because of uh, the maturity and lineups with guys that are, are taking advantage of their COVID years. There might be an alteration to the baseball. It might be uh, technology. And as that has allowed uh, people to, to uh, you know, scout pitching better, it could be a lot of different things, but I think it, it's, it's, it's something we're still trying to catch up to because I think a scenario could exist where Nebraska hits more home runs this year than they've hit in a number of years, but when you put it relative to the rest of college baseball and put it in context, it's probably still, you know, middle of the Big Ten, maybe upper middle of the Big Ten. So I think it's probably what you want if you're Nebraska. You want that ability, certainly, to hit the long ball and get the quick runs, but you also need to be diverse in what you can do because you're going to have those days when, you know, it's when the real field comes into play in a Big Ten game and uh, you know, the ball's not flying out or you're facing an ace. And so I, I still think I'm looking at stuff like can Nebraska manufacture runs? Can they be good situationally, whether that's moving a batter over or getting somebody home with less than two outs? Uh, can you steal some bases? I think there's that, that to me is sort of the key to what Nebraska wants to do moving forward this year. And yeah, I think having the power and seeing guys like Josh Karen going deep twice today really encouraging um for what they want to be so i think it's it's going to be a tool for that offense but i think it's it's something that uh, they don't want to lean on because last year's team thought that they were going to be a power team and it ended up they just when it wasn't working nothing was working and so you can't really be in that boat so i, I think it's it's encouraging to me that nebraska is sitting for power but they're doing a lot of other things to score as well evan bland from the omaha world herald joining us here on the husker rewind evan uh, it's been a lot of fun here the last couple of weeks watching the Nebraska basketball team uh, go on their little run, and I, I don't know that it's going to end here. I, I, I'm pretty hopeful 
and and you know I, I like the way things are going and the way they're trending. But one of the bigger ovations yesterday was for a young man who uh, is out of Arizona that's going to play a different sport in college. His name's Dylan Riola. What do you know about how he felt about the way the weekend went? Well, I mean, I, you watch any of the videos of of him taking in the game and then walking by the student section, like that was that was genuine, right? Like it didn't seem unless unless he's a really good actor, uh, you know, it, it seemed like he really did enjoy it. I mean, how many recruits walk into PBA that play a different sport, like you said, um, and 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 have their name chanted and stand up and throw the bones to the delirium of the crowd. So it sounds like he had, you know, pictures taken with a lot of fans afterwards. And of course he was there to see his uncle, Donovan Raiola, the O-line coach. So, you know, really, really unique situation, especially in the dead period when technically you can't visit in terms of seeing coaches, but they're able to visit uh, their family, right. And and to be there at PBA and do that sort of thing. So, it's exciting times. I mean, you can see why fans are getting excited about it. Uh, not a lot of history, certainly recent history, uh, would would sort of support this idea that the number one ranked football prospect in, in the class nationally would come to Nebraska and be part of a rebuild. Um, but man, the, the more you see uh, those interactions and, and the more that um, this process has played out, the more it seems like you got to give Nebraska. Uh, you know, credit is maybe the the clubhouse leader at this point, certainly even with some of those other schools like Georgia and USC. But, um, you know, we'll we'll see how this process goes. Like, I think on the one hand, you could make an argument that maybe things could move pretty quickly here in the near future um, or potentially play out in the course of the next month or so when he comes on his official visit. But, um, you know, historically, high-end quarterback recruits like Dylan Raiola tend to commit earlier in a cycle and then they become peer recruiters and really help build that class. So you would think that this story, uh, you know, would reach a conclusion here at some point in the near future. And, and boy, if it's Nebraska, then this thing's you know, really taking off. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to see what other top-end talent wants to join him in Lincoln. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. It's funny, it is a dead period, so... You would, as a recruit, Nick, you might say, well, why would he even come? He can't talk to Rule. But you had Rule on the big screen at the at the game trying to charge up the crowd. Then you had Dylan Riola in a different section trying to charge up the crowd and signing autographs and taking pictures. So it kind of was a recruiting period in a dead period uh, in a weird way. But you hear, you hear the term game changer. Um, he feels like it because – if they get him, it feels like a, a lot of dominoes for Nebraska could fall, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw him at Friday Night Lights a couple of years ago. He came to the, the summer camp, and, I mean, man, he, he stood out then just for his fluidity, how he, how he threw the ball, the accuracy, all that stuff. I mean, you add that to the fact of, of just his, his upbringing, um, his makeup, his dad, obviously, doing what he did in his career so he he's a guy who grew up around the sport and, and not just his dad but uh, you know others in the nfl and, and high end performing athletes so this is not something that's necessarily new to, to dylan riola but there's something about that quarterback position too man where you know if you're a, a high-end receiver or an offensive lineman or a running back or whatever like you want to play with the best of the best and this one of the best quarterbacks in the country is going to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, at the very least, you're probably that's going to get your attention, and and maybe you're taking an official visit that you wouldn't take, and uh, maybe you're impressed by how things go. So, 
um, you know, if, if he's, if he, for whatever reason, decides to commit, um, you know, in the next month or so, in those official visit weekends and those junior days that Nebraska holds, um, they're going to get crazy. They're, they're probably going to have to start turning guys away or, or spreading them out just to, to handle all that attention. So, yeah, it does. It, it, it's a game changer. It's a, it, it would be a tent pole sort of addition, uh, one of those guys that holds up the class and, um, you know, really potentially could allow everyone else to flourish underneath it. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Nebraska's been in these situations before where really high-end prospects uh, have come to town and, and, and mixed it up with the fans, and, and they, had, they didn't end up coming here. So, uh, you know, maybe Nebraska fans potentially could be ready to be hurt again, too, as the old office line goes. But um, absolutely, they're in a, it seems like they're in a great space right now uh, coming off that visit. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of clarity we get here moving forward. Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald joining us here on the Husker Rewind. Evan, I do have to ask, I know basketball is not uh, your focal point, but it, how fun has it been to follow this team as just a fan the last month? Well, yeah, and it, you know, it's fun because, to me, the, the the thing about this team that's so fun is that, you know, how many times uh, in Nebraska major sports in recent history has a team exceeded expectations, right? We talk about that in football all the time. When's the last time the football team did better than you thought that they were going to do? It's been a long time. And I, and I think basketball is sort of riding that wave right now where, you know, with the injuries that they had, a month or so ago, you just kind of felt like, okay, this is going to be a slog to the finish line. And, and who knows what the job status of Fred Hoiberg's going to be. And there's just not a lot of excitement. And, you know, boom, they've, they've, they've gone on a winning streak. They found an identity. Kasey Tominaga has been, uh, you know, one of the most fun Nebraska athletes to watch just in, in terms of his showmanship and what he can do that we've seen in recent history. And it's, it's just a likable team. I mean, these are guys who uh, probably won't play in the NBA, but these are guys who are happy to be here, and it's meaningful for them to be here and to win games right now in Nebraska uniforms. And I think that's something that fans can relate to, they, that they can get behind. And, you know, who knows where that particular story will end or, or how, the, how they'll do against Michigan State or, or in the Big Ten tournament. Um, but it's, it's a team that's, that's come out of nowhere, that's been fun, that's I think made Nebraska fans proud, and yeah, if it ends in the NIT and 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 maybe even a home game, who knows? Depending on how things go, that's relatively speaking a good season around here, and you know maybe that's an indication that Fred Hoiberg is has uh, found a way in the Big Ten to to sort of shirk the the pretty basketball scheme and go more to a defense first sort of orientation. So it's fun. It's unexpected. It's a group of guys I think that are likable, and you know uh, we have at least a few more games to enjoy it. So that's pretty cool. Hey, we'll let you go here uh, really quickly. NIL uh, is a big conversation, Evan Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald, and we know that if because he's from Japan, you can't pay him here in the states. But apparently, there's a way around this where that Nebraska could, similar to Jazz Shelley, go over there and pay him. What's is there a way, in your opinion, Nebraska can keep Tomanaga if he wants to make? 500 grand next year well I'm, I'm no expert on that particular uh angle but i i do seem to recall that this was the, the situation with jazz shelley was when she was back in australia she could like when she was physically there she could um you know work and earn money 
in that fashion. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I believe, theoretically, you know, if Kese went home for, you know, a month or whatever in the in the off season, um, that, that Nebraska could make a way to, uh, to, to deliver those funds or he could uh, do that work, whatever that work would be over there and, and make that happen. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know how much of a factor that is for him. Um, certainly the, the performance that he's had this year is going to open up his uh, opportunities moving forward to play basketball elsewhere. So, you know, at some point you have to weigh you know, moving on with your professional career and, and starting a contract somewhere else versus sticking around for another year. So I don't know, you know, what Nebraska is willing to offer, or how competitive that can be. But I do, I do believe that uh, despite him being, you know, an international student athlete, that there would be a way to uh, distribute those funds if Nebraska and, and case they were so inclined. Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald joining us. Evan, uh, before we let you go, I want to ask um, your thoughts on a gentleman who wrote his last article for the Omaha World Herald today, Dirk Chatlin, uh, stepping away from the World Herald. Uh, I know you guys work together for you know pretty good length of time, and and what are your thoughts of Dirk and him moving on? Mm. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those bittersweet moments where I'm 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 glad that Dirk's going out on his own terms and uh, is being true to himself that he wants to look at something else but man i mean what a run what a what an amazing amazing run that he's had and uh you know i've had kind of an interesting vantage point because i've sort of shown up wherever he's just left when we were in college he had left the daily nebraskan like a year before i arrived and then he started the world herald and and i I joined him a few years later but you know he just has i mean obviously the writing talent is is clear and, and everybody knows that but um to me it's it's been his ability to be a critical thinker an ability to, to think outside the box. You see how he finds different voices and, and just illuminates uh, perspectives that you don't see talking to somebody maybe who's not um, the star athlete, but maybe somebody behind the scenes. Um, he's just always had a way to, and a curiosity to go out and, and seek those people out. You think about his, uh, you know, some of the things that he's written in his career from 24th and glory to the homegrown Huskers series to so many other really powerful features. Um, you know, he, he, his stuff has always been of the quality that, you know, I'll, I'll you know, pull up a story and I just can't stop reading it. Right. Like I, it's not something I can just set aside. It's like, you got to read that thing all the way through because there's going to be some sort of profound truth or some sort of, um, you know, a statement that's going to stir something, I think, within within me or within whoever's reading it. So, uh, you know, great person. He's always He was always willing to uh, collaborate on different things, to lend his expertise. But, yeah, no doubt, uh, you know, fans, readers, myself, we're all going to miss his perspective on Nebraska athletics, at least regularly. Um, but, you know, you, you wish him the best, and I guess uh, – we're happy that we had him um, just as much as maybe we're, we're sad that he's moving on. Now we're going to miss him, uh, but we won't have to miss you because you'll be here hopefully on a regular basis talking Husker baseball uh, this spring. Vanderbilt up next. That should be fun. Uh, we're going to lock it down for next weekend already. Sounds good. I'm going to be up in Minneapolis. So uh, yeah, Van, Vandy on Friday and, and Ole Miss on Sunday. And like, like we've said, I mean, these are, it's so early in the year and I know people aren't really locked in on, college baseball yet but these are so huge uh in terms of building that resume for the ncaa tournament so big opportunity we'll see how they do 
Um, so hopefully, are you driving to Minneapolis, or are you going to be flying there? Yeah, I'm, I'm driving. All right, I'll, so we can I'll, catch I'll you in the car. i be free to chat. All right, he'll be free to chat. Uh, that game should be ending around 4 o'clock our time, and uh, then Evan will be on the road chatting with us on the way back from a big victory by Nebraska over Ole Miss after they've beaten Vanderbilt on Friday night. That's going to be a great weekend, Evan. I can't that wait would, to talk about that. That, that. that would be something. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Evan. That would be a big story if those two things happened. <laughs> that would be awesome. uh, and then Hawaii in the middle. They also play Hawaii next weekend. I don't know what kind of baseball team Hawaii has, but Nebraska 3-0 and this past weekend over South Alabama after a tough opening weekend. We'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe Husker baseball a little bit later on, but other things to deal with, basketball and the Big Ten at large. I want to talk about the Big Ten at large and where Nebraska might end up because it's better than you might think, or maybe it's worse. I don't know, uh, but we will talk about it. Mike Melby there, Tom Stevens here, Husker Rewind, more of it on the way.